Hey there, wanted to give you a little heads up. This episode is a new interview show that I'm doing called Write, Publish, Share. I hope you enjoy it, trying something out. I have no idea how often I will be posting these. If it really goes over well, though, expect more of these in the future. All right, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Write, Publish, Share podcast. This is episode number one, and this show is all about helping you bring your stories to the world. I am thrilled to be with author, ghostwriter, and author coach, Kent Sanders. Thanks for being with me. Thanks, Jim. And your most recent book is 18 Words to Live By. That's right. This book has a ton of wisdom in it. It really does. And you picked 18 words and basically wrote a chapter on each word and, and shared some stories about how that word relates to you or how that word impacts your life as, and this book is essentially a gift to your son for on his 18th birthday. What made you think of this a gift for Ben on his 18th birthday? That's a good question. I wish I that I I wish that I had a really compelling answer to that. The honest <laughs> to God truth is that sometime last summer I don't remember where I was or how it happened, but I was just thinking, oh wow, he's going to be eighteen next year. Mm-hmm. I think it might have might have even been on his seventeenth birthday, mm-hmm. and I thought, what is something really cool I could give my kid for his eighteenth birthday? You know, that's kind of a landmark birthday. Sure. And for some reason, I just thought of, well, let me write a book for him. And I, I love that that genre of book that's kind of like a little book of wisdom. You know, many books in the Bible are like small books of wisdom or mm-hmm. little nuggets of wisdom. Like the whole book of Proverbs is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And there are other books that have that have been written over the, the years and generations that are kind of like a little book you carry around with you. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to put together something like that where I basically talk about all the things I wish somebody had told me when I was 18? And that was really the, the genesis of the idea. And the title, 18 Words to Live By, it came to me instantaneously. I can't even really take credit for it because I think sometimes those ideas just pop out of your subconscious or somewhere. Right. So it was almost as if the idea for this book, it came almost instantly. And I thought, okay, nice. it's going to be a little book, a short book. Um, it's going to have 18 chapters. Uh, physically, it's going to be a small book. I basically know what I have to create. So from the very beginning, I had in mind a very specific idea about what this book was going to be like. That informed the the chapter length, the writing, the cover design, everything about it. So that's kind of how that came about. I love that. You had so much clarity. And I have to flip that on you because most creators, most writers, especially a first-time author, they're going to have that clarity or that kind mm-hmm. of you know, boundary in place for their book, how would you recommend somebody like say, okay, well, I'm going to write this kind of book and it's just a blank slate. And it's like, I just, especially that first book, I think there's just Mm -hmm. such a, a, like, I don't want to say stigma, but there's something extra special about that first book. And you're, it's like, it's your dreams and you're like, okay, this is going to be amazing. And Mm -hmm. you know, it can change. Your first book, especially if you if you started or stopped a book, how could you get some clarity when you're like, oh, I, I really want what Ken just talking about, 18 words. Yes, it sounds great. 
Well, there's a little trick that I use for my own books as well as for, and you mentioned I'm a ghostwriter, so I also write client books. Mm -hmm. Sometimes my name is on those, sometimes it's not. It just depends on the project. Mm -hmm. But with every, almost every project that I'm involved in, whether it's my books or somebody else's books, I almost always have some kind of a model that I'm following. So for the 18 words to live by book, I had in mind kind of a little book of wisdom or a little manual kind of a thing. Actually, there were there were two books that really informed what I wanted this book to be. One book is called The Last Lecture, written by a guy named I think it I think you way the way you pronounce his name is Randy Pausch. And he had a book come out probably 15 years ago or so called yeah. The Last Lecture. Yeah. This was a guy who he was a professor at a, a university and he found out that he I don't remember the exact sequence of events, but anyway, the, the book was basically like the last lecture he was going to give right. to his students and to his kids, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And I love the cover design of the book. It was kind of, it looked like it was a very old school leathery kind yeah. of a design. And the book was, it was essentially a book of wisdom. Yeah. So that really informed what I wanted to do with my 18 words book. Mm -hmm. Also, there was, there's another book that I love called Letters to My Son. Ooh. I don't remember the name of the author. It's somewhere on here in my bookshop. You can look it up online. Right. Um, letters so letters to, my to my son. son. And okay. that really informed kind of the tone that I wanted my book to have. Right. So between those two books, I knew this is kind of the vibe I'm shooting for. But then I had 18 chapters. That was kind of the package. Mm -hmm. This was going to go in. So once I had that set, I just had to figure out, okay, what are these 18 chapters going to be, et cetera. Now, there are other books that I'm involved in that are totally different. For example, whenever I talk to a client, I... One of the questions we always talk about at the very beginning of the book process is mm -hmm. give me one or two or three books that you kind of want your book to have the same vibe as. Yes. Whether it's the the tone or the style or the storytelling, uh, the structure, I kind of leave that open to their interpretation because I want to know what really connects with them. Right. Once I get a sense of that, then that really helps me to see, okay, here's sort of what we're going for. So. I always start out with a model or example, sometimes several of here's kind of what I'm building so mm -hmm. that I can get a clear picture in my head of here's how do we go from zero to something that is kind of like these other things. Yeah. It's almost like you're creating your blueprint it's exactly what it is. to an extent um, for yeah. the house, the house being yeah, the book. Exactly what it is. And I, I'm very, very similar. It's like once you kind of narrow it down, you know, go to your bookshelves, one of the most amazing resources ever and say, oh, it's kind of this vibe here. I like I like how this book is structured. Hey, these mm -hmm. this book's the chapters are too long, but I like the exactly. idea, you know, and um, you can kind of really pick and choose. It's it it's almost like a buffet when you're looking at that structure and you say, yeah. oh, I want it short. I want it long. And on that note, I want I would love to ask you about like the three main kinds of books okay. is something that I think is really eye-opening because if you're writing a book that first time you might assume like, Hey, this has to be a certain length or structure or whatever. Right. Um, you have three main kinds of books that you kind of refer to. Can you tell me about those? Yeah, absolutely. So by the way, I totally made up these names. This does not come from anybody else that I know of. I just needed a way in my own mind to communicate to coaching clients to, you know, and we've talked about this in our daily writer community mm -hmm. with my own clients and with my own self, I needed kind of a way to break down. Okay. Here's basically the three main types of books 
that you see in the nonfiction world. Now there's mm -hmm. all kinds of other others. Cookbooks are totally its own genre. Sure. You know, things like that. Um, detective stories, you know, true life adventure, those kind of things. I'm not really talking about narrative nonfiction. I'm talking about general sort of nonfiction that's designed to teach you something, whatever that is. Right. So the way that I look at it is you have what I would just call the big kahuna. And that was the first term that came to mind. I'm not saying it's the best term, but it's what came to mind. I love it. So the big kahuna, I think of as kind of a typical full length nonfiction book. Typically those are going to be on the short end, probably 45,000 words mm -hmm. up to 60,000, maybe even 70,000 or longer words. And those are where they're taking one single concept or breaking it down into typically 12 to 15 chapters, mm -hmm. sometimes or more, sometimes less. And they're really fully diving into that concept. That's typically what you see with, with nonfiction books generally. Yep. And then I would say the, the second kind is what I would just call a bits and pieces book. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is a book that is generally, I would say, 25 to 30,000 words long, something like that. My Artist Suitcase book falls within that range. Mm -hmm. My 18 Words to Live By book falls within that range. And that consists of what I just think of as short chapters that are typically maybe 1,000 to 1,500 words long. Two, three, like three, four pages tops. Yeah. yeah, just a few pages each. Okay. And I... I like that kind of a book because people can get through it fast. It has a mm -hmm. lot of chapters and that is the perfect structure for a book. If you want to do say like a 30 or 40 day challenge of some kind. Yeah. If you want to do like a devotional or a book of meditations or something like that, that's highly structured. Mm -hmm. And I think those are very simple books to write because basically you have, and, and by the way, I think 30 is a great number for something okay. a 30 day journey a 30 day challenge a 30 day devotional whatever it is yeah you can almost dedicate that month or yeah. that time frame to exactly. something and it's not overwhelming it's yeah. not like a 90 day challenge or a six month or a year exactly 30 days is a really great time frame to use for a book like that um so that's what i just call it bits and pieces book and i, I call it that because the chapters are shorter and it's kind of like a collection of these little pieces right. that are structured together under some kind of umbrella. Like my 18 words book, the chapters are not related to each other, except that they are, they're all sort of bits and pieces of wisdom, mm. so to speak. So there's those two kind of books. And then there's a third kind of book that I just called mini me, mm -hmm. which is like a super duper short, like 15,000 word okay. uh, book that oftentimes you see in the business world. Yeah, now, these are typically going to be like a really small paperback. Those can be designed to like fit within a, a purse or a jacket, a suit pocket. It's like, ones that yeah, yeah you can you can write like ten or twelve thousand words, but then you can include some interviews with some influencers or people mm -hmm. like that. You can have a lot of quotes. You can have discussion questions. There's all kinds of other things you can add to a book to kind of round out the page count. Sure, but if you do that kind of book right, you can still have it over a hundred pages. Oh yeah. <laughs> definitely you know that's that's really not hard it's kind of like all the things they told us not to do in school <laughs> like, don't increase the font size right right, right. increase the line space right. that's yes. cheating yes it's all the things that you weren't supposed to do in school are things that you should do yeah. in the publishing world to run out the page count if you want to do that and i think we're actually doing people a favor yeah when you blow up the font size just a little bit whenever you add more white space on the page Make People it get work to the book, book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Add some questions in there. Yeah, um, totally. I've, do, I've totally done this exact same thing 
uh, with my first book, Ready, Aim, Fire. And great book, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. I, I just I loved it because it was like, hey, this is your book. Feel free to write in it. And exactly, you know, treat it like a workbook. It's like it's an interactive thing. It's not just, you know, someone teaching to you, but you, you know, documenting things and answering questions. You can find so much clarity. Um, granted, right. I know that might be sacrilege to some people writing in books, but I'm a big fan of writing in books. They're designed myself. to be used, you know. I, I mean, I'll buy the same book over and over just to get new insights and write new things. <laughs> Um, but that's me. Um, whatever works for you, I think is the key. And also, uh, in the publishing side of things, I believe it's like 120 pages, 130 pages to get your name on the spine. I've seen them with fewer pages. Have you? On Amazon. They might have modified it. But the problem is that with Amazon, sometimes there can be quality issues and their printing can be just a little bit off. And if that's the case, if it's a little thin book, then harder to get right. If you have text on the spine, it can look really weird. Right. That's my only issue with with really Amazon is sometimes their print quality is a little bit off. It could uh, vary. There's lots of different yeah. printing places. I remember when I first printed Ready and Fire, it was too thin to get the names and title on the spine. And I think that's a factor in the mix. I mean, some people... They might not care. I personally am like, you got to have that name on the spine. Otherwise, how do you know what book it is, right? Um, so you've got the mini me. You mentioned the bits and pieces mm -hmm. and the big kahuna book. And those are just such great, you know, memorable frameworks to write a book. We've kind of dabbled a little toward Amazon. Talk a little bit about the publishing process for you. I know you did it on Amazon, which is mm -hmm. now KDP Publishing. Yes. Have you, uh, do you have the book available in other places as well? Right now it's just on Amazon. Okay. And to be honest with you, I feel like I did not do a good job with the launch of this book or the marketing. There's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, one is that I was, I mean, to be, again, I'm just being like totally honest with you. Yeah. Appreciate first. it. I wrote the book really fast. Yeah. Basically I wrote it during the month of February. I had it all outlined um, I, I kind of knew what I was going to say, but I didn't, I hadn't had time to really sit down and write it because I was busy with several client projects. One mm -hmm. of them being this, this Elvis book that's coming mm -hmm. out in October that, that project had kind of a condensed time frame, So I was really, really swamped in November, December, and January with that book. Mm -hmm. And I was a little frustrated with myself because I was like, man, I wish I was further along with this 18 words book than I actually am. Yeah. And so it came to be February and I was doing some traveling and I was like, I got to get this thing done because his birthday yeah. is April 18th. Yeah. I'm sorry. April 11th. I don't know why I said 18th, 18 words. April. That was 11th. also the day you published it, which I think <laughs> yeah. is amazing. I'm just throwing so that So I really had to write it pretty <laughs> fast. Uh, I mean, I was writing on airplanes, you know, I was at a retreat. I was be staying up late, just getting a draft of it done, doing whatever I possibly could to get the book done. Yeah. So I really kind of busted it to get that done. Um, the publishing process, really, I just used KDP for the Pretty straightforward for you, no real issues at all? Very straightforward. The, the only downside to this particular project is that I had a very specific idea in mind that I wanted it to be a five by seven book. Okay. And I was extremely adamant about that. I didn't want uh -huh. five by eight. Right. I wanted five by seven because 
that's just the size in my mind that communicated a little book of wisdom. Right. Now, could it be any size? Of course it could be any size. Sure. But in my mind, that is the size I wanted it to be. Now the downside of that is that because it's a custom size mm. from Amazon, um, I don't have expanded distribution. So I need to, Oh, okay. So I haven't really focused on that. Um, I need to do that through Ingram spark, honestly, but I just haven't got around to it. Right. And expanded distribution is really availability to local independent yeah. bookstores for a lot of writers. Yeah. I'm I not mean, too worried about it. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to make you or break you as much as, you know, having the book not available for sale on Amazon. Right. Um, yeah. In the grand scheme of things. The thing that I'm exploring with this book though. And so I got this whole, whole idea of some possibilities with it. So my uncle used to be a florist and um, he read the book and enjoyed it. He mm -hmm. posted a picture a couple of weeks ago on Facebook. Yeah. He was, he put the book down next to a vase of flowers that he had picked out of my dad's yard. Okay. So my dad had major back surgery a few weeks ago. My uncle was staying with him for a while mm -hmm. and my dad loves growing flowers and stuff. So he put this picture of the book next to all these flowers. And I was like, I suddenly had the idea that this could be a really cool gift book because yeah. I kind of, I didn't design it to be a quote unquote gift book. But it but dawned for me, fathers, this is, yeah, this is yeah. perfect. Yeah. So what I'm doing now is I'm actually exploring how do I get this book into flower shops and retail yeah. places and stores like Cracker Barrel or whatever else. Yeah. I don't know anything about that, but I'm exploring it and trying to ask my connections. A lot of it's asking, right? Uh, and that's yeah. and that's the huge part. I think as a introvert, fellow introverts unite here separately in our own rooms, right? Uh, it's hard to make those asks. It's hard to ask for, can be. you know, I, I think that's, I mean, normally that's the default is keep to yourself. Don't promote, don't share that story, but yeah. you're, I love that. You're kind of like, Hey, I, I just have to ask because seriously, it's one person probably who makes the decision. Hey, this book should go in stores at Cracker Barrel or yeah, or wherever, store, whatever. Yeah. Or, or wherever it does. It, I mean, or this one store, this one, you know, chain of, of retail establishments, it's probably one person or maybe it's a few people, but if mm -hmm. one person really likes it, you know, it, who knows how it could easily go down the chain. Yeah. You, you never know. Uh, I mean, I just kind of work on the principle of, okay, when you go into a store and you see other people's books sitting there, Mm. you know like back when hallmark stores were a thing i don't i don't even know if they're all if there are hallmark i think they stores. exist but it's very limited now i mean okay. yeah so like if you go into a hallmark store or whatever you see gift books sitting there okay there there are these people who have these books there i just kind of work on the principle of well why not me like why them and not me so good it's not it's not a quality yes. thing it's a yes. they have the connections or whatever so i just assume that if somebody has accomplished something i can figure out what they did to accomplish that might take a while, but I don't know. I just kind of figure like, why not go for it? Like what's the, there's no reason not to, if you're producing stuff that's as good as other people's. Yeah. Why shouldn't you be the one that's featured in that? I love that attitude and it's inspiring and encouraging to hear because I think it's easy to let, you know, doubt creep in, or maybe you have yeah. a half written book and you know what I mean? Like, especially if you haven't been down this path of, of actually publishing your book and sharing it with people, it's, it's, it's almost like I haven't passed those hurdles yet, yeah. but yeah. once you've done it, and by the way, you could do a short ebook, 
you could do the mini me totally. book like totally. you mentioned the mini me which is only around 15,000 words and get it out there because once you get it out there exactly you can start that attitude of why not me why not me i i'm just as qualified to write i i'm an author they're an author we're both authors what's the real big difference but you um, have to finish something you know i think that is that is the main thing is you know almost every writer we're we're all looking for those next steps like okay there's all these possibilities what's the thing that i should do and we're afraid of doing something because we're afraid it's going to be the wrong thing mm. but the problem is there is no wrong thing to do there are things that are are more effective or less effective but as long as you're doing something that's never ever a wrong step because you're always going forward Keep but you can't action. figure out what to do better until you mm. put something out there first so i'm a huge advocate of putting a little short book out there yeah. Do it as fast as you can. I mean, do it quality. Don't take three years to write a hundred page book. That's ridiculous. Just right. Get it yeah. done fast and put it out there and see what happens. Then you're going to feel more really confident. Good. You'll know what worked and what doesn't work. It's going to validate you as an author, especially if you're doing client work, if you're doing ghostwriting or freelance work. I am a huge advocate of anybody who's doing client writing work. You should have your own stuff out there because yeah. it validates you as a writer. People... Yeah. I'm not saying that you can't have a successful business if you if you don't have your own stuff, because there are a lot of people who who do. But I think there's there's something really vital about if you want to write your own stuff about just getting some of your own stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Because personally, I want to play both sides of the fence. I want to do client work. I also want to do my own stuff and have control over that. Yeah. So, but that's just me. You know, everybody yeah. is free to you're free to do whatever you want to do in your business. Make it fit you. Yeah, totally. make it work for totally. you. Um, so with the marketing, with the sharing this book with the world, what's worked well for you? Boy, that's a good question. I mean, it's... It has, I, it I've kind even, of been one part of the answer, but I don't want to jump in on you. <laughs> well, it hasn't even been out a month, so I'm, I'm not really sure what's working. Um, I can tell you that I've sort of baked into the book. I've tried to bake in... I'm not sure what even what the term is. I've tried to bake in recommendability to the book mm. or shareability. Yeah. What I mean by that is um, I spent a lot of time with, with my graphic designer, Christy Griffith mm -hmm. on the cover. Mm -hmm. um, like people would be surprised to learn how much time and how long it took us to get to the existing cover. So I love the cover. It's really good, but we went through a lot of iterations and a lot of tweaks to get to what you see on the cover now. So, sure. the so like the number one thing is have a cover that's really cool yeah. that grabs people's attention. Right. <clears throat> um, but number two is I designed the book specifically so that it would be short and simple and easy to read. And also when I do my own books, I keep in mind the font size. I make sure there's plenty of white space on the page. You know, the, the, the type of font that you use using cream paper instead of white paper, I think, all those things in the print version, all those things are little factors that add up to an easy, fun reading experience for people. So my goal is to get people through the chapters as fast as they can mm. and to give people a sense of accomplishment because whenever you finish a chapter, you there's something inside you that clicks and you go, okay, I finished that. You might read yeah. the next one, you might not, but you finish something and that finishing something feels really good. Yeah, some momentum. But right. if you have a book out there that's the chapters are 30 pages, right? 
Metcalfe there's lots of, of wonderful books with 30 page chapters. I'm not right. saying that's not good, but it's harder, much harder. It is higher, harder. higher barrier, barrier of entry there. It is harder. And plus I intentionally made the book physically small mm-hmm. so people could carry it around with them. So I tried to bake in all those things into the book to make it much easier to share and recommend. Now, whether that works in the long, the long run, I have no idea, but I just figure all things being equal. If you can, if you can build those concepts into a book, right. That makes it easy to recommend and finish and share with people. Then why not? Kind of like baking a recipe Mm -hmm. that, has a lot of people's favorite ingredients in it well yeah um, chocolate I mean, and peanut butter i mean yeah i mean you're gonna win <laughs> you know it's yeah, much easier I mean, to recommend something that that really checks the boxes so to speak um that it had it, i mean think about it. that's probably why pe- people love pizza so much right there it's like yeah, yeah you can put whatever ingredients you love and here you go <laughs> i do think it's funny how a lot of us in the in the writing world we sort of like bemoan people's short attention spans today. Like, Oh, people don't read like they used to. And people have short attention spans, mm-hmm. you know, as if that's a new thing. I mean, if let's say, if you look at the Bible, I mean, there, there are parts of the Bible that are pretty short. I mean, the gospels are pretty short. They're right. divided up into little short, you know, stories. If you look at the sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. that's pretty short. Mm-hmm. So people have always responded to short things. So I just figure why fight against that? Just go with the flow and embrace the fact that people have short attention spans. If you can design a book that they can read fast, they can, that they can get something out of quickly, that they can finish it and move on to the next thing, because sure. then they're going to be more likely to refer that to other people. I think. I've referred books that I haven't finished. And I'll be honest, Kent, full, full disclosure. I don't finish a ton of books because I'll I honestly, every book. I, I mean, nonfiction, especially I don't, I'm kind of like, I think that's why I even migrate mm-hmm. a little bit toward that bits and pieces uh, model where it's kind of uh, a mixture more so than yeah, like chill totally. out to one topic. Um, if I can just get one idea that spurs me to take action, I'm pretty happy because that one yeah. idea can be enough to really push me as I create. Totally. And I feel like, you know, you can't be, everything to everybody in that same kind con- i mean that one idea that might might push me might not push somebody else that's okay that's fine yeah. but you know there's a lot more ideas in these books too and it's just i feel like that's the the real power of these books where it's like that one little page that one paragraph even can just push me and spark something new and then mm-hmm. i'm off you know, I'm off at the races. I'm ready to go run my own race too. And I think it also is important to, for me to say that this whole book was an experiment. I had no idea if, if anybody was going to like it or respond to it. I knew that I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that my son would appreciate it on some level. I mean, he's 18, so he's not a big reader. Actually, he is a big, I take that back. He, he has finished a couple of novels for school really, really fast. So I think when we when we say that young people are not readers, that's not really accurate. I think people read what they're interested in. Exactly, that's so true. So, that's so uh, true. But anyway, he he really liked the book. I don't know if he's finished it yet, but it was meaningful to him, which was my goal. All right. Plus, I was really writing the book for for him as a forty year old. Yeah, you know, honestly, he's a dad, and I kind of yeah. framed it that way. Yeah. Um, but this whole thing was an experiment. I didn't know if it was going to work. Um, I thought, well. 
a few people might like it and if if so that's cool yeah but people seem to have really responded to it so yeah we'll see where it goes from here and i think if it seems like i had this sort of big big uh plan in mind or something i really didn't i knew what i wanted to create went through the steps to create it and put it out there and i think you have to do that sometimes you don't know if it's going to work well just the fact that you know what inspired it hey my son turned 17 oh wow i would really like to give him this unique gift yeah and let's share this with other people as well you know, invite them yeah. into the conversation essentially and i really i think there's just so much in here where you could easily read one word and just soak it up maybe it's growth or freedom or success i mean there's so much in these chapters you can just kind of you know chew on it and think right. about it a little more and then you know maybe your definitions even change over time or you, absolutely you know one thing is was success to you a year ago and then now success to you six months later looks like something completely different over here and yeah it's, it's just really cool because we don't have to write weighty tomes as authors and i think that's the one really big takeaway that's encouraging you know to me personally as i'm working on a few different books i'm like ooh, i i don't know if i have it in me to write a fifty thousand word research nonfiction book that you know is 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 going to take a longer amount of time and yeah. really that much more back back work if you will um just the reminder of hey you can create whatever it is you want to create and it can be a short book exactly smaller and inspiring and encouraging or you can absolutely go write an 80,000 or 100,000 word book that you want to do the research. I know I don't and I'm not that's just not the style of a book I want to create right now. Ask me in a few years I might totally have a different question or a different answer to that question yeah. but you know. It depends on what you want to leave behind, I think. Right. Right. I I, I kind of work on the the basic idea that you know, we're all going to die someday, not to be a downer, but we're all going to die. Right. And at some point, people have to kind of sift through the rubble of our lives and figure out what did this person's life mean? How do we remember that person? Mm -hmm. And just on a very practical level, what are the things that each of us are going to leave behind? I mean, mm -hmm. is Facebook going to be around in 50 years or 100 years? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You know, we're, they'll, they'll, there will be pictures of us. There'll be mementos, things that we owned. Um. People will have memories of us. The people who knew us personally will will remember us. But over time, those memories fade. And if you just look at, okay, 100 years into the future, when you think about your great-great-grandchildren, how are they going to remember who you were and what you stood for and what your yeah. life was about? So for me, this this book, uh, it sounds a little grandiose when I say it out loud, but it is really, tr I really did intend it this way. I wanted this to be something that my kid could give to his grandkids. Yeah. Great grandkids. And you state that in the book. That's yeah. I just stated in the book. Surprise. You state it right in the, like the intro. And I'm really sincere about that. Like yeah. I, I think about, you know, one of my prized possessions is, is a tattered notebook of handwritten poetry that my grandmother Louise wrote poetry and she died in 1977. I was just a few years old. And that's one of my, my treasured possessions because it's a direct connection to her and her poems and what she thought and felt. I wish that she would have, would have written a lot more stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've got some, a few home movies and of course relatives who, who knew her her whole life, but 
other than that, there's not a lot I have to go on. So I, I sort of figured the more that we can put our thoughts and our feelings and our experiences into books, mm-hmm. that's, that's something tangible. That's, that's always going to be there. Right. I think too, a lot of this goes back to that power of story and sharing stories. Yeah. You're not just talking about the words you're giving these words context with the power of story. Yeah. You're, it's not like, okay, and here's wisdom. I'm going to talk about wisdom. It's good to be wise. Not at all. You're giving examples. You're telling stories about how these words affected and impacted your life and how yeah. you think they can help others. I think there's just so much about sharing those stories where we, you know, we can keep it inside, which I know a lot of us, a lot of us do, and it's, it's not intended to be selfish, but it kind of is when we can help so many other people by sharing these stories. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. That's, that's why I made sure to include some stories in the book that really kind of show me at my worst You know, times when I really screwed up and I really made bad decisions and did some dumb things because I want my kid to know, and I want other people to know that it's okay to go through bad times. Well, we're all going to go through bad times, Mm -hmm. but it's not okay to just sit there and wallow in your own, sort of self-pity and let everybody else in your life suffer because because you're afraid to get up and actually do something right you know so i I don't remember which chapter it's in but i tell the story about okay like we're really having an issue like we have no money Mm -hmm. i've really kind of screwed up with this and what are we going to do and you know in that moment where i'm sitting on my office floor and i'm like okay like we're really hosed i was like i vowed to myself this will never ever happen again i will never ever let this happen again and I think when you're in those moments, you you just have to decide, okay, what am I going to do? And sometimes we don't make a decision until our back is totally against the wall. Like we have no choice but to act. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to tell those stories of the times when you really were down and out and you were frustrated and you messed up. Yeah. And you did something really stupid. Without those low lows, there is no high high. Yeah. There is no victory. There is no real success or winning without that you know that that mountain to climb that conflict yeah and And there's always challenges i mean it doesn't matter it doesn't matter where you are on your journey or or what your job is or what your situation is there's always things you have to contend with you know like okay now in my business okay i sort of had this idea of of okay once i can establish like a full-time business everything will be cool but but I have learned since then in the last year that, okay, you can have a full-time business, but now you have to decide, okay, what are you going to focus on? Are you going to go this direction? Or are you going to go this direction? Do you say no to this client or say yes to this client? It's like now suddenly you realize, oh, I'm, I'm the boss. And now I, I'm responsible right. for these decisions. And right. it's like, it's almost in a way, it's, it's a different kind of pressure and different kinds of challenges that are not necessarily better or worse or bigger. It's different. I think too, you're kind of almost mentioning the, the myth of I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot. Exactly. Exactly. And Todd Henry recently shared this in his email and I, I shared it all over. Cause I'm like, this hits so many things. It's like, don't, don't put, don't fill in the blank with I'll be happy when I have a business. Right. I'll be happy when I publish my book. I'll be happy when. I switch jobs or whatever, any fill in the blanks. I'll be happy when I graduate. Just being aware of that 
and really enjoying the journey versus only the finish line you know what i mean and savoring that it's like yeah everybody wants to get to the you know top of mount mount everest and enjoy that you know enjoy the summit enjoy that but like that's very very short the journey is longer yeah and so as as we kind of wrap up how would you summarize this journey of writing this book obviously you wrote it fast you had big expectations because it's like hey i just really want to leave a good legacy for my son, you know, like my legacy, leave it with my son and mm-hmm. hopefully he'll share it later with his kids. As you think about it now, like this, this is a lot of big, powerful concepts in one small little book. I think for me, it, it has been kind of a, uh, what's the term when you put something out there, you're not sure it's going to work. And then, then you know that it does work. There, there's a term for that, but I can't think of what it is. I think, oh, it kind of validated my idea of what I wanted the book to be. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how people were going to respond. And it has validated to me the idea that people do love short little books. They love books they can read fast. They love sort of these heartwarming, heartfelt kinds of things. And the most surprising thing for me has been, you know, I, I have a lot of books planned for writers. And that's mostly the kind of stuff that I'm working on is stuff for writers. But it really has reignited a desire a desire for me to do more stuff for the general market too. Yeah. Cause this is very much a general market kind of. Yeah. A book. And I was like, Hmm, you know, it's kind of cool because most of the people who said they liked the 18 words book, not they're writers. not really writers. No. And the stuff I'm like my daily writer book uh-huh. is not going to appeal to them because they're not writers. Right. So it's, it's made me kind of think, well, maybe I have leaned too far toward the producing books for writers direction. And maybe I need to really think more about the general market kinds of things. Cool. Very cool. Kind of opening, opening things up a little bit and shifting your perspective a little bit. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think I've mentioned this really anywhere else, uh, at least like on a podcast or something, but so this book is actually the first in a potential series of books. Mm -hmm. The idea being, or maybe I have mentioned it somewhere. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting, I'm almost 50, you know, I'll be 15 in a couple of years. So. I can't remember I what, I know what I said dinner last night. Can't. So no judgment from me at all. <laughs> the first one was a challenge to write. Um, Cause I did have to do it in a kind of a condensed time frame and figuring out the cover design and mm-hmm. the template and all that stuff. But now that that's done, now I can proceed to hopefully the next book in this series. My idea is to write a book for my son's birthday every year on different themes, but in the same kind of vein every year until he's 30. So nice. this would be 13 total books. That's fun. Yeah. That's so cool. Just kind of on the idea of, okay, now that I have this first book done, I could do a whole series of these around similar themes or something like that. You can just pick one of the mini 18 words in here yeah. and, and just say, kind of expand on it. you know, expand and break it down and, you know, yeah. share more stories on it. And That's I may awesome. do a gift edition of the book next year. We'll see how it goes. Very cool. But I can think of something where, like, if I would have had that book when my son was born, like, it would be cool to have a version of that where I can write my own things in there, my own advice, like yeah. a really nice hardback version, like leather cover or something. Okay. Like, that would be cool. And that way you give it to your kid when they're 18. You've spent these 18 They're years. in themselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, I would totally buy that. Yeah. That's a really cool concept. I don't know how to make something like that, but I, I'm sure somebody out there knows. <laughs> i'm sure it's i'm sure i mean the you have this proof of concept in your hands right now so that's the key yeah very cool yeah very well, it's cool. been fun 
thank you so much for being with us. Any parting words for uh, all those folks out there who haven't officially brought their stories into the world? Yeah, just just get it done. You know, stop lollygagging around and like, don't <laughs> worry true. about you're not none of us is Shakespeare. You know, we're all just adding our little piece to the world. And the piece that you have is going to be valuable. It really is going to be a lot of valuable. And if you just do your best to get that book done as soon as you can, make sure it's good. Have it edited, have a good cover, all that uh -huh. stuff. But just get it done and put it out there. People would be really surprised what happens when you put a book out into the world, especially your first book. Yeah. Because it immediately sets you apart from all the other people who say right. they want to do a book, but they haven't. Right. So just get it done and finish that thing and get it out there. I love it. I love it. Thanks so much again, Kent. How can people uh, get in touch with you? Your book is obviously on Amazon, 18 Words to Live By. Uh, come to your website. What would, what would you like people to connect with you? Yeah, I'm going to direct people to my Daily Writer website, actually. It's dailywriterlife.com. All right. And that is where you can check out. Uh, we've got daily blog posts, daily podcasts. Uh, they can also check out the Daily Writer community, which, mm -hmm. of course, Jim, you're a part of that. And that's, I just, I love running that group. I love pouring into that group and having our weekly calls and writing sprints where people can connect with each other. That's really, really fun. So I would recommend definitely connecting with that as well as checking out the Daily Writer podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kent.